Welcome to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. Don't just sling products. That is definitely the the end result is going to be a tangible product, but focus on providing more than just a finished product in the client's hands. Focus on the whole experience from when initial contact is made to completed orders. Joel Antimuke is the owner of Motif Marketing, located in Saskatoon, the largest city in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan. Saskatoon is one of Canada's fastest growing cities. Joel was born and raised on the Canadian prairies, Growing up, he always possessed an entrepreneurial spirit. Before taking the leap to start Motif in 2016, Joel worked in the industry for six years. This experience gave him the vision for what a company could be. His passion for creativity is reflected in the relationships and branding that he and his team have developed over the four years since Motif was born. Motif focuses on end-to-end customer experience and uses creativity design and a support local business model to elevate themselves and their clients. When Joel is not working, he's spending time with his wife and two young kids, but when that little bit of free time presents itself, you can find him zenned out on his skateboard. In fact, we talk about this today, the connection between skateboarding, the skateboarding culture, and the branded merch business, and a lot more. I'm Bobby Lee Hugh, the Chief Content Officer at Commonskew, and this episode is brought to you by Commonskew, the work-from-anywhere platform that powers your connected workflow, enabling you to process more orders and dramatically grow your sales. To learn more or to begin your free trial now, visit commonskew.com. Now, here's my conversation with Joel, where we kick off our chat talking about a design-focused business. I wanted to start straight away by talking with you about design, because that's a passion of yours. You, you love the business as an art form around a tactile experience. It's part of the core of your DNA as a business. You employ full-time designers. How important is design to you, and what have you learned through the process of making that a differentiator in your business? We definitely put a lot of effort and focus into making sure it was our main differentiator. It's just our approach to this industry. I'm lucky to have been a part of this industry for about 10 years now, and I saw it as an opportunity to kind of separate ourselves apart um, from the rest. And um, personally, I'm always looking for creative outlets. And I mean, if I can, if I can turn that into a a job, a business and, and income, then I mean, that's awesome. As, as the main differentiator, it really allows us to kind of build trust with clients, with design. Obviously, we offer our design services to our clients, but it allows us to kind of work on our own brand, take care of our own branding, create our own designs, websites, social media content. Yeah, and we've, we've just found that it, it really helps build trust with clients, whether they use us to actually create designs uh, for their companies, they're able to just see it, believe it, and, you know, trust us. (laughs) What have you learned about this experience of making design the forefront of your business? In other words, there are a lot of folks who do this and uh, sometimes, you know, the overhead burden can be tough, but it's worth it for those who are sort of agency minded or even those that aren't. What have you learned? Like what, what have been some of the biggest lessons learned through the design experience? To the design experience, lots of lessons learned, and we continue to learn a lot. I think it's important just to remember that, you know, we will never think that we have it completely figured out at all. Um, yeah. But it, it is a challenge. It's it's a challenge to have that extra overhead of 
of, you know, having full-time designers on staff and keeping them stimulated. I mean, the creative personalities, they're, they're an exciting right. personality, right? right. But right. Um, yeah. they're, they're an interesting personality. Um, mm-hmm. it, it makes my job fun. I, it's thoroughly rewarding. It works. So, I mean, what we're doing, we've, we're really learning that it's working and we got to keep focusing on the design aspect of our business. Um, yeah. But it's, it's also not for everybody. So we've learned that, I mean, we do what we can to kind of deliver our message to new potential clients. And the process of onboarding is a lot longer uh, than, say, if we didn't offer design because you kind of got to you kind of got to run them through one <laughs> for them to really see the effects, right? Like you don't really know the value until you see the return on it. So yeah, um, it, it's a challenge, but it, it really helps build relationships and, and build loyalty. And yeah. yeah, the outcome is really cool. What advice would you have for those who are making design a primary part of their value? It's not as easy as, uh, it's just contracting out designers, you know, online. Um, it it kind of has to be uh, ingrained in the whole culture of your business. Um, yeah. And so I was a believer from the beginning that part of that culture is, is going to have to involve a, a brick and mortar storefront location in our part of the world in Saskatchewan, Canada, where um, we're huge supporters of local business. At least we try to. And and part of that is creating a space for people to come, and that's not just clients, but for our employer, our employees, um, yeah, our designers to come to a cool space, hang out, collaborate. It's one thing that's really hard is obviously like you know you got to focus on your bread and butter, you got to focus on making money and, and pumping out orders. That's all good, but um, it's hard to always try and remember to, you know, any any downtime or create allotted time for your designers uh, to find some creative outlets so work on our branding right um, we really we really like creating our own custom stickers and handing yeah. out sticker packs as box candy and completed orders um, and so they get to whip up some really funny random doesn't apply to our business at all types of designs and uh, yeah. yeah it just makes it fun you're in Canada and how is business this year? Um, I know that's a, a very big question, but how are you doing? It's It's been good. It got really scary there for a bit. I, I don't think I was ever worried about losing the company. We've had such a strong year up until it hit. Yeah. It was just making sure we, we navigated it, you know, to the best of our ability and make sure everybody had their job and... Um, we uh, we really focused on instead of I don't know pivoting and stressing over like what new products what new niches do we have to fill uh, right. do we have to recreate ourselves we we just kind of stayed confident patient and we just we reached out to our loyal clients and just made sure they were okay assured them we were okay and we kind of offered complimentary design services and you know anything we could do to help them through it yeah. Um, and just, yeah, kind of stick together. Was that a warm reception from customers? Did you have good feedback from that? Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had great feedback. Um, good. even when you just follow up on a project or an order, uh, I really yeah. find them, I'm, I'm always still amazed. They're just like, Hey, like we haven't, you know, no progress has been made on this, but 
thank you so much for following up. We really appreciate it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think, I think it's interesting that you decided not to jump into the, sounds like you decided not to jump into the PPE game like everyone else and just decide to stick to your core, stick to your values, stick to what it is that your customers love about you and just double down on that. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was, I definitely was conflicted. I wasn't too sure right. um, for a little bit there, but yeah. once I realized it, and I mean, it was really just sticking to our, to our core values. Like we're not really based on being super salesy. Um, yeah. we, we don't do any cold calling. We're not really aggressive. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's a fault. I don't, I'm not sure yet, but, um, we, uh, you know, we, we focus on ourselves. Um, we, we try and make ourselves as attractive as possible to people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. You've been at this uh, 10 years. What has been, what have been one or two of the biggest lessons in your career so far? I would say one for sure is you're not, you're not meant to work with everybody. It's, it's okay to not, you know, get every order or yeah. lock down every client. Um, and I, that's really, really hard to learn at the beginning when like <laughs> it's hard, every, yeah. <laughs> every dollar count, like right. Right. It's very <laughs> every hard. penny. It's, it's like, Hey, do you do this? It's like, in the background, no, we don't, but I'm going to say we do and get it done and try and create some right. revenue. Right. Um, but you know, like, once you build up confidence though, you really realize it's like, no, you can't, you can't bog the system down with, with stuff yeah. that doesn't fit your business model. So it's, it's okay yeah. to not work with everybody. Yeah. It's more enjoyable too. You probably found more joy in the journey. It is, it is. And I mean, again, don't get nervous when any downtime comes, try and embrace it allows you to reflect and and look at things and see if anything needs to change i'd say the second lesson is just continue to get reminded about this is be true to yourself and i don't want to sound super lame by saying that but just like follow your gut instinct you know do what you think yeah. is right um, even if it means losing a couple dollars here or there or maybe pissing somebody off that doesn't agree with you but stay to, stay true to yourself and i don't know there's a good chance it'll work out so Joe, you and your team are back in the office now. Were you at home before? Um, we are all back uh, at the office, okay. except for my my lovely wife, who's still at home with our two boys because daycare uh, isn't back yet. Um, right. So she'll be she'll be coming back early August. But yeah, the rest okay. of us are here. Um, as soon as uh, as soon as COVID hit, um, Dougie, our one designer, and Nathan, our sales and creative guy, they both. Uh, they both started working from home. Um, both, uh, both of them, their wives were going to be delivering babies in the middle of COVID. Wow. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's yeah. been a wild ride for sure. Um, yeah. but, uh, so they worked from home and then me and Kalina, our production manager, we were, we were kind of forced to, you know, lock the doors, kind of shut down the storefront, but, but operate, you know, um, on site with the doors closed to the public just to keep things going. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, we were, we were lucky to do, right. We, we weren't forced to shut down. So I'm quite grateful. Right. For that. Yeah. Very, yeah. That's the very fortunate. You're in the process of onboarding with CommonSkew. What led you to take that step? I ended up finding CommonSkew just through some Google searches, honestly, like probably even a couple of years ago. Um, I like to think that our systems are always running as, as efficiently as they can be because it's definitely a focus of mine um, to be doing everything we are doing, you know, as, as well as we could and as efficiently as we can be. Um, and so I've just 
I'm constantly just always trying to find new ways of doing things. It sounds like you've always tried to have best in class systems. Was there a challenge that you were trying to overcome at the time or you just knew you needed to improve some things? Yeah, we just, I just want to always be evolving, staying on our toes. I really don't ever want to just become complacent and and get too comfortable. (laughs) I think that's when things go wrong. I I knew I wanted to continue to develop, obviously, um, conducting as much business online with whatever digital format was out there. Right. Uh, and yeah. we, we were growing our business with our local brick and mortar location, which has been great for us. But, you know, again, I, we, we have to stay on top of the online game, but I, I was struggling internally cause I didn't really want to like, I guess, sell out as just like another online company. So as I learned about the community aspect of common skew, and just how much more there is to offer than just like an online ordering system uh, and all that. I think, I think that's what really became attractive for me. 10 years in, you've gone just through this major challenge. What advice would you give to a 10 year younger you or a new entrepreneur getting into this business? I, I would just advise focus, focus on experience. I really learned that, that everybody can kind of source the same products. Everything's just so connected and globalized with right. with the internet and, and um, suppliers all kind of consolidating. Uh, it's it's no longer that impressive, you know, to, to be like, hey, look at this product I found you. I mean, it is. Yeah. I don't mean to insult anybody. No, no, um, you're right. Keep going. Focus. Yeah. Fo- focus on experience. And especially with like, what do you mean by experience? Screen time. Um, the ex- so, don't just sling products. Um, that is definitely, you know, the, the end result is going to be a tangible product, but focus on providing more than just a finished product in the client's hands. Focus on, on the whole experience from when initial contact is made to completed orders. That's actually great advice. Um, we recently started a series on the future customer and one of the demands that they have is this this end-to-end care and this end-to-end attention. And I love that you have that kind of focus on your customers from the very first touch point all the way through to the end. That's a great point. So client experience is everything. Um, I didn't even ask you, what do you enjoy doing during your downtime? Well, I have a young family. I got two wonderful boys and an amazing wife. So definitely... Any free time is is spent with them because it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when Joel, as an individual, gets free time, um, right. I I love to go skateboarding. Uh, skateboarding would be kind of my my hobby passion. Um, yeah. Yeah, love it. Makes me feel great. That's cool. I love that you uh, enjoy that. Hey, let me ask you a really weird question. <laughs> okay. Do you find any connection between your passion of skateboarding and the business? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question, by the way. Um, I would say so. I think, like, to expand on my my passion for skateboarding. I mean, there's there's physical, obviously, the physical aspect of it. Doing it, it's it's dangerous. It gives you a rush. It's to me the coolest looking thing aesthetically that a human could do. But yeah. um, it it comes with a culture. It, it it's not just the act of pushing down the street on a skateboard. It's it's the culture that, that comes with it. It's the music. It's the art, the influence on fashion and style. It's it's individual. It's creative, right? So, again, I just try and apply those same cultural offerings to, to a business. Uh, I think 
everybody wants a little bit of those experiences and, and, you know, maybe sometimes people have a hard time finding them or experiencing them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That's a fantastic reflection on the connection between the two, the energy, the rush, the aesthetics, the beauty of it, the, the symmetry of it, and really the, the pace. We know this business can be very, very fast paced. So that's really cool. What is it you enjoy now about the work compared to maybe 10 years ago? I really enjoy managing and watching over everything. I mean, I'm, I don't mean yeah. that as in like, hey, I'm the boss, right? I'm in charge. Right, um, right. I, I'm definitely... In, very involved still in sales. Uh, me and Nathan are bringing in all the sales still for the company, but I love the science and the art behind making it all work yeah. cohesively. So taking all these different positions, all the different systems, all the different moving parts and, and having it work kind of in unison. It's, it's awesome. I love it. It's, it's really, cool. really fun. You know, it's, this goes back to your skateboarding thing. It's like the symmetry of all of that happening. There's so much going on. Tons. <laughs> and physics and in, in, in skateboarding, there's so much going on in physics that's happening there. And there's a beautiful symmetry that comes together. And it sounds to me like you love that aspect about the business too. Lots of moving parts, lots of pieces. And it's just a fast moving ride that once it's done well, and it, it is a beautiful experience. It is. Yeah. And I also think like it should look good, which is kind of part of our creative offering. Like, yeah. like if you're going to yeah, do something, try and try and make it look good too. <laughs> yeah, I dig that. Speaking of what's your favorite skateboarding brand? Oh, favorite skateboarding brand. That's a loaded question, but I'd have to say either anti-hero or crooked. And it just, it just has to do with like the skaters on their team, um, their art, their branding, the owners. Yeah. Crooked, crooked and um, anti-hero. I'll bet that influence from the skateboarding culture and branding really affects your brand and who you are today. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been kind of a battle of like trying to find the balance between trying to be, you know, professional and, and kind of corporate um, yeah. to, to appeal to, you know, as many professionals as we can, but also doing it our way you know and yeah. like with our style um yeah and i guess honestly we're lucky with timing because it's it's easier than ever to to kind of mix and match those two yeah um it's, yeah. it's like the same thing as like oh you can totally wear just like a basic black t-shirt with a pair of jeans now to work and it's totally okay how do you feel about the future of the business as a whole you excited about the future yeah i am good um I'm, i am excited about it I'm definitely excited to continue to be a part of it and, and grow with it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you're silly not to just always be a little bit paranoid that things could change for the worst. And that's just, that's not, you know, directed just at our industry. I think a good entrepreneur should just always kind of be <laughs> on their toes and kind of second guessing themselves just to make sure they don't, you know, get too comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I, absolutely love how the the space and and um the connection between retail trends and and fashion and product offerings is completely seamless with our industry now so it just it makes it easier and it makes it a lot more enjoyable joel it's been fun having you on uh i, I love learning about the skateboarding and the connection between that and the business i think there's a lot of beautiful analogies there uh, and thanks for taking the time to visit with us today man yeah, thanks so much for reaching out and making this happen. Um, yeah, it's been great. Best to you and your family and your team. Thanks for joining the Comiskey family and welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Take care, Bobby. Bye.
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Skewcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to Skewcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.